Thank you for joining me for another episode. Those who are new to this podcast, who have found this podcast via the Free Rider Podcast blog, my name is T.A. Walker, and this is Free Rider. next place where we have to understand that we work in parallel to the T-Writer world is editing your book. When you get to this phase in writing your book, this phase is going to look completely catastrophic. I say that because no matter what system or what process you end up adopting for this segment of novel writing, it is going to be, it's going to feel haphazard. But don't worry about that because we're going to think about it in a way that allows us to tackle it practically and to not become overwhelmed. So the first point I want to make is that you do not need to hire an editor. The reason why we operate in parallel to a T-writer who would hire an editor is exactly that point. T-writers hire editors. Now, the average person is under the assumption that a fresh set of eyes are what every story requires in order to be what? In order to be what? Good enough? In order to be, insert any adjective you would like to insert right there. But fresh eyes mean absolutely nothing in my opinion because unlike the T-writer, when we edit our work, We're not looking at it from a standpoint of deconstructing it. We do not want to kill our babies. I have an episode for that if you don't understand what kill babies means. So I'm not going to belabor that point. But I will say this. As a writer, I used to think that I had to be detached from my story. I had to almost be, I thought, I had to be indifferent to that story. Simply because when it came time for me to put these fresh, professional, expensive eyes on my work, that I needed to be ready for them to tell me the most treasured part of what I want to say in my story has to go. And not only do I have to be prepared for that, I need to take it, swallow it down, digest it, and realize that, yes, Joe Schmo knew more about this story than I am, than I am capable of knowing about my own damn story and my own characters. When you break it down practically like that, none of that makes sense, does it? So, the first point, we're not going to hire somebody to edit our work. Let me back that up. I'm not going to hire someone. And if you would love to be free like that, then keep listening because 
These things can help you to finally get your book done. There are all these different junctures when you write. Different pivots that can talk you out of ever finishing the book. There are many things. All the way from don't publish your first book to pass it off to this obscure Joe Schmo who somehow knows your story better than you do. Those are things in my estimation, intended to keep you from writing your story. Because do you have two, three, four, five thousand dollars laying around? The next thing you need to understand in as it relates to hiring a an editor is that that person's job is to make your work industry appropriate. Now, industry appropriate will equal, let's say this, industry appropriate is supposedly supposed to equal you having your pulse on the world as it is. You being current, you being educated, you being uh, socially sensitive. Because they think that that's what people want to read when no, they don't. And... Therefore, you don't need someone to be a censor. Let's let me cut. You know what? At a certain point, I just have to like quit it and tell it tell what it is. The damn publisher is a censor, okay? So, if you want your story censored, send it to a publisher because that's what they're going to do, okay? And you might ask, well, what if I find someone who is like not against, you know, doesn't want to censor me? That's fine, but they still want 2003. They still want to get paid. They still, they are still Joe Schmo. And they still think they know your book better than you do. So now that hopefully <laughs> we've gotten two pretty solid reasons why you don't need to fool around with a human human being publisher outside of yourself let's go into why you are not only the editor of your book but the best editor for your book and you're doing yourself a disservice when you shirk that responsibility to someone else i know that that is not going to be something pleasant to hear for a certain type of writer whether they have ever thought about being free or traditional or whatever, they're not going to like that. Because what you're going to be saying to them is that, what I am, I guess I'm saying to them is that, oh, what, I shouldn't have sent my work to an editor? I think it made my story better. I think it made my story this. I think it made my story that. If that is your choice, you do that. Okay? But the reason why it is important to be your own editor is because A, that's your responsibility, okay? Your story is your responsibility. Sorry, I'm, I'm sorry, it is. The second thing is, what about when you have the money to pay another person to censor your work? What about that? What, what do you do? Do you just never publish until you can save $5,000 for somebody to read your work? I mean, I don't know about you, but that kind of just like makes my blood curdle. 
I don't need that. I think that two to five thousand dollars, I can do some pretty nice things with that. I'm pretty sure you can too. But paying someone to read my book for two thousand dollars, that's just not going to work for me. And I'm gonna suspect it's not gonna work for you either. Oh, and let me add this: you paying two to five thousand dollars for a person to read over your work and censor it, but you don't know whether anybody is going to pick your book up as in the traditional route to get your books published where you have to query and all those kind of nice time wasters. You don't know if a publishing company is going to pick your work up. So say, for instance, nobody picks your story up. What have you just done with that two to $5,000? You have wasted it. And I'm pretty sure that whoever you live with would not appreciate you taking the money that you guys could probably use a lot better and throwing it at somebody just to read your book. I'm sorry, but that that that's the cold hard truth about what is actually going on when you hire an editor. I'm not saying that they're all evil, hell-bent on uh, creating havoc in your life. I'm just saying the fact that they can get people and ask those astronomical prices to be had you know for their services that's pretty nice I, I must say I guess if I was an editor this podcast might have a whole different theme wouldn't it but I'm not so it doesn't so the reason why it's important for you to edit your work is because it is your responsibility that is your baby you don't want to kill it you want to save it and in saving that baby you need to take good care of that baby and make your baby happy. Make your baby feel good. Make your baby have a good life. And how does your baby, as it were, have a good life? You do everything that you can to make that story sound well. Now, or good. Now, let's say this. It doesn't mean that you have to all of a sudden know what every grammar rule is. You do not, you will not. I don't care if you write for a million years, you are never going to know all the grammar rules. I'm going to venture to say that even an English major doesn't know all the damn grammar rules. Do you know how many different ways there are to comma a sentence? Comma. The different instances and, and, and you know, scenarios over where, when, why to put a comma. Okay, so then let's start talking about a colon. You know how to use that? Or let's say a semicolon. Do you know when to use that? What about a dash? How about parentheses? I'm not saying these things to overwhelm you and make you feel like, damn, well, I guess I just, I quit. <laughs> because when you think like that, it will make you quit. Another thing that makes you not finish is you think you have to be a wizard, a word wizard, as in grammar wizard, rather. You do not. All you need to understand is that this is the year 2020. And even though we could care less about, you know, what current opinion is, you have a lot of tools at your disposal. You can't even text. You cannot text your friend without Google correcting you, whether they're right or wrong, they want to correct you. Okay, well, use whatever word processing apps you have to their fullest extent. And I know that it doesn't feel like it, not right now, but 
the type of grammar and spell check that you get in a Word document is enough. Okay? Okay? Word is going to tell you if you got a fragment, if the comma doesn't look right. Sometimes, sometimes you have confused spell check so much, they don't have any suggestions. They just highlight it and say, look, this is up to you to kind of figure out. But don't let that, don't let that bother you. That just tells you, you know what? I need to go and I need to simplify. Let me simplify the sentence. And that's another point. Simplify your sentences. If you find that you're in your pursuit to edit your work, you, your, your sentences are just like all over the place, simplify them. Less is more. It doesn't mean hack away 10,000 words off your story. It just means... You know what? The dog ran is better than you trying to make a sentence that is going to require punctuation that you do not know how to execute. I hope I am making myself clear. So when it comes to editing your book, the way you can look at it, and this is an example, it is not exhaustive. It is not, you know, I have not pricked my finger and written it on a scroll. So you do whatever you want to do. But most of us went to high school. I was going to say college, but most of us went to high school. And at some point in high school, you had to write that dang on research paper. And when you wrote that research paper, did you hire in that? Now, let me, let me, um, <laughs> some people might have been so free in high school that they hired somebody to write their research papers. Minus you guys, minus, minus the really smart people in, on this podcast, but the ones that wrote their own paper. Did you hire an editor to edit that? No, you did not. You used whatever you had at your disposal to put those sentences together the best that you could. And that's what you do here. Another thing I'll insert here is that you, when you edit your work, you're going to either have two phases going. And I would, I would suggest that you split them up and don't do them at the same time. One phase is rewriting. Now, as free as you need to be, you might want to rewrite your story before you publish it. It's going to make you feel better. But, I mean, if you wrote it perfectly the first time, hey, but you didn't and you won't. So, rewrite it. But try your best not to rewrite and public and edit at the same time. I don't consider rewriting an edit. I consider rewriting the, the time where my story is telling me what it meant to say. Because when it's coming out in the rough draft, you just kind of write it as you just kind of write it and you just kind of get it, you get it out. But now in the rewrite phase, you get to be OCD and perfectionist all you want. You get to have do-overs. You get to write what isn't wrong. You get to go back and backspace until your finger is sore. You get to, um, not literally guys, but you get to be meticulous. You get to nitpick. This is the time to execute as much control as you want to execute over your story. There aren't many times in life where you get to be in control, 100% in control. Take advantage of this time. Be nitpicky. Be professional perfectionistic if that's a thing do it now this is the time during your rough draft that's not the time to keep deleting 
and keep rewriting and, and ooh, let me change your name and ooh, let me change your age. That's going to come to you. Oh, I got to do it now because I'll forget it. You will not forget it because you're going to go back to your story. And unless you have just a really, really poor memory, which we all probably will have at some point, it's unnecessary to do that in the rough draft phase. But now, all those things that are just begging you to come back and, and correct and do better, go back and do it better then, okay? But understand, your ideas at the very core of what they are, they are good enough. You don't have to change your idea. You just need to explain your idea as clearly and as concisely as you can. So, rewrite, rewrite separate from grammatical proofreading make grammatic grammatics i'm just i just make words up don't i but just make grammatical proofreading and spell checking make that something you do separate you might want to do that first and then rewrite which i wouldn't suggest because as soon as you rewrite it you're going to have grammar to deal with again so kind of make that last. So it's like, okay, this is the last hoorah. You know, this is me, you know, rounding them up. Don't create too many more times that you have to edit. So what you're going to find is that when you're in this phase, it's difficult for me to tell you, oh, well, how many times do I rewrite? I will say this. Don't rewrite it too many times. Okay. Also, keep yourself from rewriting yourself out of your story. Also, during this editing phase, don't read a book. Do not read any. Don't go to Amazon and download any books about dazzling dialogue or comma, 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 chameleon. Don't go and download anything about editing a book. Believe me, from experience, you will rewrite a whole nother story and it will not be good. You won't like it. It might be better, but you will not like it. Why? Because the spirit won't be right. What you initially intended the spirit of that story to be will be totally different because you're trying to give dazzling dialogue. You're trying to make, no, don't do it. Do not do it. If you want to read a book, Dazzling Dialogue, which is an actual book, guys, I'm not trying to beat it up. I'm just saying these things are real experience. If you want to read Dazzling Dialogue or a book like that, read that in your leisure time. Like, read that when there's not a book in queue. Read that when you are not actively writing or editing your book. Because if you don't do that, they are going to say stuff in there that sounds good and is logical. And it's like, oh, yeah, let me go back and... No. Because you go, you're going to redo and you're going to mess up your story. Some authors are known for dialogue. Some authors are known for telling. Some authors are known for showing. I know you've got show, don't tell, show, don't tell. It's, it's on repeat in your mind. Do not worry about show, don't tell, okay? Because we are writers. How the hell are you going to tell the story if you don't tell the damn story? That was always my question. I mean, these are words. How do I not tell in words what happened? But nevertheless, just make sure that when you come into this phase of writing, that you do it as if, you are editing a work that you would have to turn into someone. And I don't mean that to only simplify the process. I mean that for you to understand that the level of editing that editors do for T-writers 
It's not on Mars somewhere. They're not in Jupiter. Their, their level isn't so majestical that you just can't attain it. If somebody gave you $5,000 to read a book and edit it, you would suddenly become an editor just like them. I don't mean that you would censor people. I mean that you are going to get good as hell at editing too because you have got to earn that $5,000. Okay, you have got to care about your story that much. That's how important it has to be to you. I think it is. And I think you can get through it. But you're going to have to do it for yourself. Don't pass it off to someone else. Anyway, that is editing. Editing your book. I hope that it can help in any small way. Again, what I am sharing isn't exhaustive and it is not biblical. Do what you want to do. But these things can help you. To what? Finally get the book done. That is the goal. One parting thought and then we'll round this out. How do you know when you're done editing? Because to a certain degree, it is true that, you know, the song that never ends. Editing is almost like the song that doesn't end. It's almost like that. You can edit for so long that you just... You can't stop editing. You're done editing when grammar errors and structure errors are not getting in the way of the reading experience. There's no way around not reading your story. So you really can't edit your work without reading it. You you need to be reading it. And after you have... Whatever you need to get done and in whatever intervals you like, you need to read it. But another thing you also need to do is you need to read it from the front to the back. And whether you do that out loud or you do it in your own head, really, I want to say it doesn't matter, but you explore and do what you like. But whether you're reading it silently or you're reading it out loud, when grammar is getting in the way, of the the ease of the reading experience, you know you still have some editing to do. And it may just be grammar. If it's just grammar, just go in there and do grammar. Don't start making Rachel's eyes purple. Don't start cutting hair. Don't start making people shorter. Just go in there and just do whatever whatever it calls for. If something is out of order, go and put it back in order. If something is missing, go and add it. Whatever is decreasing, Let's say the fluidity of your story, you know there's still time or there's still some things for you to edit. But the, the moment when you're reading and your story, grammar and, and, and the things that are just a little choppier than you would like it don't exist anymore. It's not that there may not be things that can be tweaked because, again, you can tweak yourself to death. But. When you can read your story and enjoy it for the story's sake, you're probably finished editing, especially if you're reading it from front to back and those times where you have to stop and say, damn, that didn't make sense, or or few and far between, you're either nearing finishing or you're finished. I hope that helps. And I hope that you won't hesitate 
to comment on this episode. Please feel free to. I encourage you to. I cannot wait to see you guys over there. You can go to freewriterpodcast.wordpress.com. It is a blog that I set up not to create unnecessary wastes of time for myself. I don't want to write just to be writing. It is a place for you guys to share and to comment on episodes that you listen to over here. Okay? So, I am your host, T.A. Walker, and this is Free Writer. I am glad that you were here today. I appreciate having your time and do not take it lightly. I hope that you take care and that you are getting that much closer to finally finishing your book. And if you would be so gracious to me, if I played any part, I don't care how small it was, in you actually being able to tap publish and publish a book, please let us all know about it. Not only will it make me ecstatic because that kind of stuff really gives me a dopamine rush, but because you will be helping someone else, just like I hope I am helping you. And I will talk to you on the next episode.